Welcome to the What the Fuck Is That podcast, where we ask the age-old question of what the fuck is that? I'm your host, Jess. I'm Jen. And it's spooky season. Did you like those sound effects? I did. I'm hoping we can do something better soon. I did that with my mouth. I think it was pretty good. (laughs) Anyways, it's spooky season. It is spooky season. My favorite season. Oh, I'm so ready. I have a pumpkin purse. And then I got this really cute, ghosty, like, checkered shirt at Target. And I went to the coffee shop the other day and was editing the podcast. And mind you, it's September right now while we're recording. Yes. But I walked in with this and they were like, someone's excited for Halloween. I went, um... Yes, and yeah. no one asked your opinion about it. Like, <laughs> they said it all offended. I'm like, let me get my seasonal fall drink and wear my ghosts and pumpkins in peace. Ew. I don't like people like that. Like, let me live my best spooky season. Yeah, like, no one asked your opinion about it. I came in here to get a latte. Like, <laughs> like trust me, I am someone who absolutely loves summer. Um, summer has always been my favorite season. I'm from Texas. It's blazing hot in the summer Um, (laughs) with like a thousand percent humidity. Um, Yeah, I know. But I will tell you, I love August, September, October and like beginning of November. Well, because here's my issue with the summer like that, because I like to do things outside and it's the perfect temperature in those months. Fair, but for me, the perfect temperature to do things outside is the summer because I equate summer outside activities with like beach, pool, water park. That's fair. You know, stuff like that includes the water. I've always been someone like that. However, August, September, October, again, beginning of November, I love, love, love because football season is back and then. Halloween, and then Dia de los Muertos. There you go. Yeah. It's Those all, are my like, favorite. right after another. And it just looks so pretty, too. Do you have a show that you, like, only watch in the fall? No. Really? Yeah. Do you have music that you specifically listen to in the fall? Um... I'll tend to listen more to the that I listened to as a teenager more in the fall. I do that too. You know, like, I don't know what it is. So there's a few, obviously a few country songs, but it's mostly like the alternative rock, uh, punk rock type stuff. Yeah, yeah. That I listen to. And I don't know, for some reason it just hits different in the fall. Yeah, so. it's weird. I get that. Yeah, because I will watch Gilmore Girls and Bob's Burgers in the fall. Really? Like, I don't care. For Gilmore Girls, I don't care where I am. I will restart (laughs) and start at episode one in the fall, which is the proper way to do it. And you also skip the last season. I have strong opinions about this. You skip the last season. Amy Sherman Palladino didn't do it. It's not worth watching. Anyways, I started in the fall every time. And Bob's Burgers, just from wherever. Yeah. And then sometimes, sometimes, I'll sprinkle in watching... Futurama. So if you also say yay, all things paranormal, head on over to our Instagram, 
our Instagram is WTF is that pod. Over there you'll get all the show updates and announcements on what our topics for the following week is. If you're just listening to us and you're like, oh my god, I really love these spooky bitches, head on over to our Patreon. That's Patreon at WTF is that podcast. Over there, there's all kinds of different tiers that can get you all kinds of different things from special Discord chat to early episodes and special Patreon-only content. Again, that is Patreon. WTF is that podcast. And with that, let's head into our first spooky, ooky October episode because these episodes that are going to be happening in October are ones that we picked specifically because they're uber ooky for spooky season. If you would like to send in your favorite ghost story, you're sitting by a fire, what is your favorite ghost story to tell, your favorite one that you've heard, it's whatever creepy pasta that you've seen that you're like, yes, this is the one send it our way and we're going to be doing a special Halloween episode of just spooky campfire stories. Yes. Oh. Super excited for that. Yeah, so with that, let's get into it. Hey Jess. Hey Jen. Have you ever heard of the Queen Mary? The fuck is the Queen Mary? I'd love to tell you. Okay. Okay, so the Queen Mary, if you don't know, is this ginormous, wonderful haunted ship Ooh, we love a haunted ship yes i don't know why but i feel like haunted ships are particularly spooky i don't know maybe if it's because like those are like more close quarters oh maybe they have to spend so much time on them yeah Ooh, like maybe it's, it's that yeah. So it's like embedded into... Mm, yeah. No. So we are going to start with the history of the Queen Mary herself. Awesome. We love a gal's upbringing story. Yes. The construction of the Queen Mary began in 1930 in Clydebank, Scotland. Okay. Due to the Great Depression, construction stalled for years during that period. Ah, uh, yes. The whole Great Depression of it all. Yeah. Fun times. Not really. <laughs> Notoriously fun times, the Great Depression. <laughs> Zero out of ten would recommend. <laughs> when construction resumed, uh, Cunard line spared no expense. During the construction, this now glorious ship was simply known as job number 534. Love it. Yep. So simple, right? That's, yeah. 534. Love the numbers. Great. <laughs> so there's a legend behind the name. Okay. Okay, so according to tradition, Cunard ships have always had a name that ended in IA. Their ships were known as the Morantina, the Acantina, uh, the Berengaria, if that's how I'm saying that I don't, sounds right to me. Yeah, I, I like mean, it. It sounded pretty. I, you know, I tried typing out how they sounded so that way I could remember. You were so, so confident about it too, going into the recording. <laughs> like. I am not confident in in it whatsoever. So if I butchered that, I am so sorry. Legend says Cunard directors went to King George to ask for his blessing to name the ship after England's greatest queen. 
by this. Mm, mm, I, you gotta be more specific. Don't <laughs> piss some people off. You gotta be more specific. Yeah. That is so vague. Yep. So by this, they meant Queen Victoria, the king's grandmother. Oops. Yeah. Like, not even his mom, his grandmother. His grandmother. Yep. Reportedly, the king replied, My wife will be delighted you are naming the ship after her, meaning Queen Mary. So they named her the Queen Mary. Which, like, what are you going to do? Exactly. Like, you can't offend the king. You can't offend the queen either. Yeah. She's still the queen. That is very true. You know, just going around offending a whole bunch of royalty. Not a great idea. Dumbass didn't think, hmm, all their other ships end in IA. She must be such a fucking great queen (laughs) that they are changing their whole prerogative on how they name ships just for her. Like, honey, what? Yep, that's, that's literally what this man thought. Yeah, so that's how the Queen Mary got her name. On May 27th, 1936, the Queen Mary set off on her maiden voyage, departing from Southampton, England. The ship contained five dining areas and lounges, two cocktail bars, two swimming pools, a grand ballroom, a squash court, and even a small hospital. So the Queen Mary set a new benchmark in transatlantic travel, which the rich and famous considered the only civilized way to travel. Oh yes, the transatlantic, just like civilized people. (laughs) God, that was... That's what they sounded like, no? Is that what they sounded like? I don't know. I don't know, I wasn't there, were you? No, that's why I did that. Okay, I can't with you today. (laughs) Anyways... It's said that in 1934, as the Queen Mary launched, a well-known English psychic by the name of Lady Mabel Fortescue Harrison would predict, and I quote, the Queen Mary will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair-paying passenger. Oh, shit. All right. And I'm sure people thought that she was crazy, like... Well, and it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't, no. So, I mean, I can understand why they would be like, take that prediction with a grain of salt. Yeah, you just know? be like, okay, lady. In the ship's lifetime, she carried an estimated 2.2 million passengers during peacetime, 810,000 military personnel during World War II, and is estimated to have 50 million visitors in Long Beach, California since her retirement. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say she uh, became fame and popular, Just famous and popular bit. after she stopped sailing. Just slightly. You know, just 50 million people coming and visiting her. So now we're going to talk about um, the luxury ship that she started out as to World War II era. Okay. Three years after her maiden voyage, the Queen Mary was considered the greatest ocean liner in the world. Oh, wow. She carried Hollywood celebrities such as Bob Hope, a famous comedian, and Clark Gable, who's known for his role in Gone with the Wind, to royalty such as the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, 
even dignitaries such as Winston Churchill was a passenger. During her time as a cruise line, she would set a new speed record that was held for 14 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. She was fast. Considered fast. However, in September of 1939, after docking in New York, that would be the last time she carried a civilian passenger for years. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. As World War II began, she was stripped of her luxurious amenities and painted a camouflaged gray color. Oh, I bet she just looks sad. <laughs> I know. I I mean, I'm sure she's back to her original color now, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I've also seen pictures while doing research for this that her gray color just really did make her look completely different. Oh, I'm sure. And it's just like, how is that the same ship? Yeah. You know? Uh, so she was nicknamed the Great Ghost due to her stealth and stark color. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She was the fastest and uh, largest troop ship to sail, capable of transporting 6,000 troops at 30 knots, which is 34 to 35 miles per hour. Oh, man. Yeah. That's quick. It is. At the end of the war, she transported more than 22,000 war brides and their children to the United States. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These but the fact that that's a thing, it's like, oof. Oh, just wait. They had a name for it. Mm-hmm. What? These 13 trips became known as the Bride and Baby Voyages. <clears throat> yeah. Big yuck. Yeah. Big yuck. Yeah. I know. It really bothered me, too. After World War II, she underwent a 10-month refurbishing process, which would return her to her former glory. Oh, good. So she got to become a pretty girl again. She did. On July 21st, 1947, the Queen Mary resumed regular passenger services across the Atlantic. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that they put her back to what she was originally doing. Like, yes. they didn't just keep her as... As a military ship? Yeah, and then just like discard her yeah. after. Yeah, so I'm really glad that she was able to get back to what she was intended for. Oh yeah. So that's great. However, as air travel became more and more popular, it would signal the end of the Queen Mary's era. Oh. Yeah. I mean, airplanes, commercial flying became Yeah, well I mean if you can get somewhere in a day versus a week. Yeah. You know, why not? <laughs> yeah, it oh, makes a little more sense. A little bit. So by 1965, the Cunard fleet was losing money as they continued to operate, so they decided to retire and sell the legendary ship. On October 31st, 1967, the Queen Mary left for her final cruise and arrived in Long Beach, California on December 9th, 1967. Oh, wow. So she's been there for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't realize that she was in commission until 1965, 1967. That's a while. Yeah, that's yeah. a long time. So now the Queen Mary acts as a floating hotel, attraction and event venue, wedding venue, and houses three world-class restaurants. Oh, wow. I didn't realize there was that much in it still. I didn't either. And so now I'm really excited if we get to go. So let's get into the hauntings of this ship. Thank you for the sound effects. You're welcome. 
So there have been 49 reported deaths on the ship. However, 150 spirits have been reported. Oh, that's fun. Well, I mean, like, it was a warship. Exactly. And there's different kinds of hauntings, so. Yeah. And I mean, we know that there are transient hauntings as well, so I'm sure things come and go. And you said reported, so, like, yeah, that's you know. the other thing, too. Yeah, so you never all of know them. What was, like, real and what was kind of made up. Yeah, or what was just kind of swept under the rug and. Yeah, that, too. So, we're going to get into certain sections of the ship okay. and why they're haunted or why they're, like, the hot zones of the ship. Gotcha. Okay. So, the first room we're doing is Stateroom B340. Cool. In 1948, a third-class British passenger by the name of Walter J. Adamson passed away in this room. Oh, shit. The details of his death are unknown. Ooh. Yeah. So, that's... We red flag. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> if they go unknown, it's like, why? Red flag number one. Why is it unknown? Yeah. So, in 1966, a woman staying in the room reported she was woken when her bed covers were pulled off of her and a man was standing at the foot of the bed. Ooh, no, we don't like that in any context. No, not at all. Uh, she screamed and called for the steward, but the man vanished into thin air. No. Yeah, guests, have, guests staying in this room have reported hearing knocking on the door in the middle of the night and the bathroom lights turning on mysteriously. Ooh. Yeah, maids have even complained they would find water running in the bathroom even when no one stayed there in the room for days. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's, there's something so tactile about turning on a faucet. There And lights and yeah. knocking, like pulling off covers, like yeah. that... These are some high energy spirits. I was about to say, I was like, this spirit has a lot of energy. Yeah. Where it's coming from, probably from the guests that are staying there. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's just shocking to see that it can draw that much energy. So the room was closed off to guests for years, but has since reopened for anyone looking to have some creepy fun. Ooh, we love creepy fun. Yes, and to be honest, if we stay there, I would like to see if we could get that room. If it's the room that I'm thinking of, the like super haunted room is always way, way booked out in advance. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, still doesn't hurt to ask. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll find some activity there no matter what. Oh, yeah. We tend to attract things. Constantly. All right, so the next room we have is the Maratina room. Ooh, fancy. Mm hmm So in 1989, two women were sent to clean the lounge for a VIP party. Now remember, there were two lounges, so I'm not entirely sure which one this is. Oh, gotcha. I'm assuming it's the bigger one, because I believe they had mentioned that one was bigger than the other. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Apparently, when they walked into the room, they found a passenger sitting on a chair in the middle of the dance floor, not saying a word. Uh, like, just imagining that in my head made my heart go, like, a boogity boogity. <laughs> a what? A boogity boogity. <laughs> you know, like that? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it explained that way, but okay, sure. Mm -hmm. We'll but go with it. You got that. the gist of it? Yeah, I got it. You know, unfortunately, I got it. <laughs> um, 
So a third woman ended up entering to help clean because she got sent there. And she states the passenger was just staring. And so she just asked them to move. But when they didn't, they began to call for security. So the woman began to call for security. Yeah. And that's when the passenger just faded right in front of them. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. So, gotta love that. It's one of those where I'm like, okay, was that an intentional haunting or residual? Because... It seems like both. Yeah, because the timing of them floating away is like, ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to be there myself, I think. To be able... That's fair. ...to feel what it is. Yeah. But... Um, so all three of these women saw the same thing at the same time. Ooh. So that's kind of, like, almost like a confirmation that this happened. Like yeah, it wasn't three just people, you seeing things. Yeah, three people saw the same exact thing at the same time. Like, that is insane. Now we're moving on to the first-class swimming pool. This is reportedly one of the more paranormally active areas on the ship. Oh. Yeah. That's um, a little... Mm. <laughs> okay. Yep. Once considered the epitome of luxury, it housed an illuminated fountain, a mother-of-pearl ceiling, and an elaborate mosaic tiles. Mm-hmm. All right. It's no longer in use because of California's code issues, but it's still a hotbed for paranormal activity, activity just oh, like I said. Oh, sure. Well, it's a boat made of metal, and there's water in it, so... Very true. There are numerous reports of a young woman in a tennis skirt walking down the stairs and suddenly vanishing behind a pillar. Ooh. Yeah. Um, others have seen a woman in an old wedding gown next to the pool. Always a bride. I was waiting for that. Always a bride. I want to make merch that says that. (laughs) There's always a bride. And then just like a ghostly woman. There we go. Um, However. Gladys. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. She'd say we could name her Gladys. You can name her Gladys. A little ghostly bride. It's always Uh, a bride. Her name is Gladys. Okay. I don't make the rules. All right, so from now on, we have to say that it's a Gladys. It's a Gladys. It's a Gladys. It's a Gladys. All right, so we got a Gladys. However, she's with a little boy in a suit. Oh, Gladys and Marvin. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That was the first name. That was the first name. That was the first name that came to mind. Not like Little Billy. Nope. <laughs> Tommy. Marvin. <laughs> All right. Again, I don't make the rules. Lastly, in this area, people have claimed to see a cloud of steam appearing out of nowhere and seeing a little girl in a blue and white dress who then disappears in an instant. Okay, so if we're giving the other two names, I want to name her Coraline. I like it. Okay. Dig. Cool. But, okay, here's what's throwing me off. How specific 
yeah. their outfits are. That's my thing. It's not just like, oh, it was a woman in a dress. No, it was a woman in a tennis skirt. It was a little girl in a striped dress. So that's telling me that these are very clear apparitions that are coming out. Yep. So a lot of energy on this ship. Oh, yeah. Which would make sense even if it was a residual haunting because people are on those ships for a transatlantic for... How long was a transatlantic, like, trip? Um, let's see. I'd say about a month and a half because... Oh, shit, I said a week earlier. <laughs> yeah, because if you look at when she took her final cruise, it was in October. It was the very last day of October. Well, I guess she was going from, like, England, Scotland to California, so you have to go all the way down. Yeah. My brain's thinking just to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. I can see where you're, yeah. Yeah, where that's where I was that. getting confused. Yeah, as to where they actually arrived in Long Beach in December. So early December, December 9th. Okay, so honestly, residual haunting would make sense then because people are spending so much time on the ships yeah. that you're just kind of going to be and so close together. Like, so much energy so close together for such a long period of time. Yeah, and not only that, but also think of the vast amount of ocean that has to be crossed for this. Yeah. And how many people have actually died in the ocean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine this ship is constantly just picking up energy as it's going from one end to the other. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can definitely see where the 150 spirits is coming from, you know, that were reported. Oh, definitely. So, it's crazy to see all of this. And so we're getting to our last major hotspot. Okay. Which is hatch door number 13. Ooh, mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. I think I prefer a room. <laughs> so it's sometimes known as Shaft Alley. Mm, that's what she said. <laughs> You're such a child. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, to... Like, my imagination, my brain kind of makes those, like, metal, like, small, compacted, uh, what's it called? Hallways, like... Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and, like, worker ships. Yes, I know? understand what you mean. Okay, cool. I'm glad you get my, uh... I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thanks. You're welcome. So, this is the site of a very gruesome accident. In 1966, the watertight doors in the engine and boiler rooms were ordered to be closed. On this night, an 18-year-old crew member from Yorkshire was found five minutes after the order was given. When other crew members found him, he was being crushed by the hatch door with his arms pinned at his side. Once, uh, once they freed him, he was taken to the hospital ward of the ship showing signs of crush injuries to his arms, chest, and pelvis. Well, yeah, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. And he was bleeding from his nose, so obviously he's bleeding out. Yeah, internal bleeding galore. Yeah. 
uh, he was given morphine, but died not too long after. Yeah. Obviously, traumatic injury. And uh, you're on a ship. Like, there's not a lot that you can do. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just was kind of try to make him comfortable while he died. Yeah. Which I'm sure not enough morphine in the world could make him feel comfortable after that. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, if he was even conscious at that point, because I'm sure a body would go into shock. Fair. So, who knows? Anyways, um, his ghost is now seen quite often around that area. People have reported hearing the sound of someone running behind them and whistling. Others have reported spots of grease on their face that look eerily like fingerprints. Ooh, I don't like that one. I can deal with the whistling. I don't care for the whistling, but I can deal with the whistling. Yeah. But there's something about, like, leaving a mark where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We will not be doing that today. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so that's, that's a little creepy for sure. Um... There have been reports of a figure believed to be a bearded man wearing blue overalls that looks just like the man who died, uh, but they only see him out of the corners of their eyes. So it's like a very quick glance. I was going to say, do people see him? And if so, is he like a bloody mess or does he just look like a dude? I'm assuming that he looks like himself because uh-huh. if they're just catching it in the corner of his their eye, he's probably just walking by or something. Yeah, they're not really seeing. Yeah, that's my sense, or at least maybe that's my hope. Yeah. Because I can only imagine where you just see a flash of a man who's being crushed or who has Ooh. been crushed in the corner of your eye. Yeah, like, no thank you. That, that seems a little traumatic. Yeah. Lastly, guests have reported seeing an engineer walking around the halls asking guests if they've seen his wrench, but when they turn back around to look at him or go back to find him, he's gone. Ooh, it's so specific. Mm-hmm. The fact that these are so specific. Yeah, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, you hear about different hauntings... And you get details of, like, a man, woman, long hair, short hair. But it's the fact that it is so eerily specific about what it is that they're looking for. And that they're interacting with guests. Yeah. Like, as if no time has passed, as if nothing has happened. Whether they're cognizant of it or not. Yeah, exactly. They are still interacting with people on this plane. Yeah. Like, not realizing that they're not here anymore yeah that they're not physically able to and it's just like i also kind of want to know is this a conscious thing because i can see where some spirits like Mm -hmm. i've interacted with before have manifested just to fuck with me um and you know exactly who because i know he's talking to you right now um But then it could also be, like, I know some spirits who are aware that they are not alive, but mm-hmm. physically cannot break themselves out of that loop Yeah. of looking for something. So then it ends up looking like an impulsive thing, like that, of looking for the same item. Yeah, so I don't know how much of it is 
which I would love to find out if I could. That would be cool. But, uh... I don't know. We'll just have to see if we pick up anything when we go. Anyways, that's the Queen Mary. That was so good. Thanks. I really um, want to go to there. You really want to go to there? I really want to go to there. I mean, yeah, I really want to go to there, too. That was a lot of tease. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that story. You're welcome. I enjoyed telling it. Yeah. Anyways, you want to horrify us some more with your... Fucking weird-ass facts. Absolutely. So, disturbing fact for today. Boo -doo 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 -doo. I would like some actual music. That'd be cool. Maybe we'll get some. Eventually. <laughs> it was all in due time. Oh my gosh. Alright. So, in order to tell this particular disturbing fact correctly, okay. we need to have a little anatomy lesson first. I hate when you do this to me. I hate when you're like, we're going to teach you about science. I'm like, oh no, this is my weakness. Exactly. And I love teaching about science. It's the coolest thing. It's the coolest. Anyways, all right, back to it. So you know the bones, the bones of our skeleton. Yes, I'm aware we have them. Okay, great. Um, they have a film-like covering. So like... They have a sheet over it. Okay, it's very thin. <laughs> the disgust on your face already. This That wasn't the disturbing part? No. Because now I can't stop feeling my pockets. <laughs> no. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, you're fine. They're connected by small, small little fibers. Okay? Yeah. This is called your periosteum. Okay. Okay. So, have you ever heard of shin splints? Mm hmm Have you ever experienced them? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how painful they are. Ugh, fucking fortunately. Right? A lot of soccer players get them. If you don't know what they are, it's like this immediate, sharp, intense pain in the front of your leg, so like your shin area, or the bone called your tibia. Um, <laughs> you hate the fact when I tell you the names. Mm -hmm. I um, don't. I like to give them other names and then she gets really mad at me. I do. Like Fred and Mary and George. I don't even remember which bones those are. I don't either. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, They great. change every time. You didn't get the point of that? Oh, God. That's not how it's supposed to work. That's how it works in my little noggin. Anyways, let's get to the disturbing fact. All right? No. So, well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deal with it. <laughs> exactly. So, when someone experiences shin splints, mm -hmm. what you're feeling is that periosteum basically being ripped off the bone. Oh, my tummy. <laughs> oh, my tummy. Because I was already feeling my bones and now <laughs> I feel them more. <laughs> Okay, well, fucking thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's not really a thanks. Well, it made me feel better. It made me stop thinking about my shoulder. Mm, well, you're welcome, I guess. Anyways, <laughs> if you like this and would like to get updates on our show as things come out, head on over to our Instagram. That's WTF is that pod. 
over there we do all of our fun little announcement things. You can send us messages and all those goodies. If you were listening to this and you decide I really enjoy these spooky bitches, head on over to our Patreon. That's WTF is that podcast at patreon.com. And with that, welcome to the spookiest month of the year. Woohoo. Uh, bye. 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 Bye.